Welcome to the Home Medic. You're listening to the segment on mold. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansine. Back to share more of my great stories to make make people feel good about themselves. We have a subject nobody's ever heard of today that we're going to talk about. I know. I've never heard of it either, but I do have a couple stories nevertheless. None of us have ever heard of mold. So let's just get started. You know, I heard once, and I think it might be true, that facts tell and stories sell. (laughs) I know that you've got a story. I've got a couple of my own. Let's start with the stories, and then we'll get to the facts, should we? All right. So I first want to hear your story. Tell me what happened. Ladies before gentlemen, right? Okay, okay. Well, I've had I've had more than one incident. You know, we all mold is just a bad word. We don't want to associate ourselves with it. And so when we think about telling our stories, it's almost embarrassing. It's kind of second to mice. Don't want to associate ourselves with mold. I've been called a mold once. Maybe even really. Well, that was not fair, was it? No, well, I think it probably <laughs> not was. Not cool either. I am a mold. Probably Aspergillus. Ah, that's I interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, you're funny. No. Hey, so anyway, I will start with the story. I was leaving on a seminar. I was. It was July, and I had this wonderful seminar to go to, but life was busy, and I waited till the last minute to pack, and I was down to the last second, and my trees out front were going to be drying up while I was gone because I knew I couldn't really count on my kids to get them watered well enough. It's just the dirt there is really hard and doesn't soak things in really well. So I've got to give these a good soaking before I go. What, you mean you can't rely on your kids to do everything you wish they would do? Not quite. I mean, they. I That's knew they'd unusual. go out and spray it, but you know, it would look wet for 15 minutes and then it would be completely baking dry again in right. July. Okay. So I wanted to give it a good soaking and I put the hose out there on the shrubs and I guess I need to tell you that I had many Mounded that dirt up. This was a, a potting or a planting area near next to the home, and I'd mounded it up to make it look really hot, classy looking hot. I mean, not as in baked hot. Uh-huh. And so there was a slope back down toward the house, which I always had to be really careful about because my window wells were also not dug out properly, like you talk about in another podcast. Right. They weren't dug down below the windowsill level like they so should be. So you had a mound near your house uh, for landscaping, but the backside of the mound actually did slope back towards the foundation. Exactly. I can see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. So so anyway, here I was rushing out the door one minute away from losing my flight didn't want to miss this seminar. We was I was booked at the last minute, so there was no extra time to reschedule. I came out to leave on the trip, planning to just shut the water off and run. Uh-huh. The only trouble is when I came out, the water hose had flipped itself around and turned itself toward the house, and the window well was full of water. Nice. So I knew there was a problem. But the carpet had already been flooded once before. It was a little bit old. So I thought, I've got to choose now between my old carpet and my seminar. And I literally chose my seminar, left knowing it was going to create a problem. And sure enough, it did. She's a diehard businesswoman. Then you came back 10 (laughs) days later and the entire basement was filled to the ceiling with water. It just wasn't filled to the ceiling, but the carpet near the wall was definitely wet and stinky. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I'm the sure the kids probably out. left that carpet in there. They didn't even, you know, I mean, I didn't want to put that on them. It was it was really my fault in a sense. So yeah. 
Anyway, it was there waiting for me to deal with when I got back. And I dealt with it by taking out the carpet, taking out the pad, stripping out all of the old nail tack strips or whatever. They uh-huh. had to be removed, too. They'd already been damaged once before. This had happened more than once with the water being left sprinkling on the house and getting down the wall. So by the time you got back, and how many days later was this, I'm by trying the way? to remember now, probably three or four. Three or four days. Mm-hmm. So there had been uh, more than enough time for mold colonies to get going. We'd started with one or two mold spores that then turned into 20 and 100 and then Probably. Yeah. I mean, the carpet wasn't looking black, but it was definitely smelling moldy or mildewy. I don't know. I'm still trying to distinguish between mold be and mildew, both. but probably both. Yeah. So as you are removing this carpet, did you guys have lung or sinus issues at that moment or that day or a little later? Do you mm, remember? Boy, I don't remember. It wasn't, I don't think it would have been significant, but we're pretty, you know, we're pretty healthy. I'm not saying that wouldn't have affected somebody. Uh-huh. Okay. I've had these sorts of experiences as well. My girls actually turned on a hose and actually ran it down into the window well when they were four-ish. <laughs> Yikes. And actually my neighbor saved the day because he noticed what was going on. Oh, wow. So, you know, we all have those sorts of stories. I know it's not unique to you and me. I know that my dad has done this sort of thing. Uh, his basement flooded from hoses and window wells and basements uh, last summer. And I had to help him with that one. I think it pretty much happens to everybody. Well, that makes me feel better. So you are uh, <laughs> you are thinking that uh, this is proof that you're a dummy. And uh, <laughs> that's right. If that is so, then we're all dummies. And perhaps that's true, too. Right? <laughs> we all have our dummy moments, right? So that would be true. So there are kinds of mold that I would have you be aware of. And there are a number of them. And I don't really want to spend a lot of time on defining the different kinds other than to just tell you that they're like there's Aspergillus, which is often found indoors. There's what's called Stachybotrys charterum, sometimes referred to as Stach or, or Stachybotrys. It's called the toxic mold. So is there any way to know which kind of mold you've got going on? So we took, after we tore the carpet out, we also had to remove the baseboard and about five inches of the sheetrock. It, it was more of the pinkish mold, but there were some blackish mold things showing up too. Yeah, there is a mold that does show up pink. Uh, there also is penicillium, which is a blue or a green mold. What I generally tell people is that if you create the set of conditions that mold needs, it will find you, and you're not going to just get one of those kinds of molds generally. It's kind of like if you build it, they will come. Mold variety, then. And you'll you'll get all of the, the above. It's a sampler platter. <laughs> <laughs> There was actually a home that I did early in my home inspection career where this one was a fourplex rental unit. Uh And the basement, you have the main door and then you go down, I'm going to say about three to four feet. Right. Uh, It was kind of one of those split level apartment units. Yes. And you go down into the family room and there was actually mushrooms. It was about, I'm going to say an inch and a half, two inches tall growing in the carpet because the sprinklers had been hitting that house so routinely that the carpet was being kept wet. (laughs) And we had, and this was underneath the stairs, so the renter wasn't even aware of it, but we had, yeah, a number of mushrooms growing in the carpet in that apartment space. Were they like the porcini? Were they edible? 
you know? <laughs> I didn't I take mean, any of them. I'm not sure that I would uh, want to be sampling those mushrooms anyway. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> and, you know, so you've got the Stachybotrys, the, which is the one that everybody's most concerned about. It is named the toxic mold, which to me is kind of a misnomer. Because the word toxic actually has a specific meaning that doesn't really apply, but clearly it's not good for you. Okay, so to, so are they poisonous? I mean, the mold. I mean, they're poisonous to your lungs, though, right? When you say toxic, that's interesting. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you want to go into that, but I'm curious about that. Toxic doesn't really apply to that. Yeah. So what happens? Word. You know, the, the word toxic in the environmental engineering business basically means that, you know, you can be poisoned. By contrast, what happens with this mold is not necessarily a poison. It goes into your lungs. So I guess it's the difference between what's called ingestion and inhalation. With ingestion, you're eating or drinking the stuff. With inhalation, it's going into your lungs. You're breathing it. So it's only called toxic if it's done through ingestion. I think that's fair. So for, for many of us, the distinction is kind of meaningless and doesn't really matter. You know, it's bad for us. Right. So in any case, yeah, this stuff, it gets into your lungs and it's going harmful. to cause lung issues. It may not be toxic, but it's harmful. That would be true. So to illustrate that, actually, I started training realtors on subjects like mold. And I think I started doing that probably 15 years ago. I did continuing education training for realtors. Mm. And when I started doing that, I thought I'd do a little bit of research. Right. You know, just so I had some idea of, of what knowing what I was talking about. <laughs> We've got to do that. You know, I checked uh, the EPA website and the Centers for Disease Control website. And I checked with a couple of local uh, lung doctors, and I checked with two of the local health departments. Okay. And basically, the local health department for the county I was in, I went there and I said, give me your best mold story. And what they told me is, well, we have this new client. He's an old man. He just moved into a home with a crawl space, and the crawl space is soaked and, you know, and so as a result of the crawl space being soaked, you've got a whole bunch of mold in the crawl space. Mm. You know, you've got the joists, et cetera, that are, that are happening there that are going to be wet. And as a result of this, this old man has to increase his lung medicine. Ah. And I told him, that's a terrible story if it's your best story. <laughs> it's not good enough, <laughs> is it? You expect I mean, me to, to use this to terrify realtors on... <laughs> And, you know, and honestly, since then, I've uh, run into a number of stories of my own that are considerably worse than that. There was one where I got into a home and the water was, it was a flat type roof. It was leaking down the exterior corner of a bedroom wall. Yes. There was a child in there that had some lung issues and it was bad enough for him that they couldn't stay in the home. They, they moved in and then they had to move right back out really? again. Yeah. And, you know, there are some other issues, but... All of these issues are lung and breathing and inhalation type issues. That's interesting. And you know, sometimes you don't really think of it right away because that kind of takes a while to show up, I think, too, sometimes. Yeah, it can. Now, me personally, I have a level of allergy to that stuff. When I'm doing a home inspection, I walk into a moldy room, I can feel it tighten my lungs up really? just a little. Wow. And sometimes when it's bad, I'll be coughing and not being my best for another day or so. Really? 
So it can certainly do things to you. And of course, I certainly don't want to be the guy who's actually living in that space 24-7. For sure. So we're going to go over the medical issues associated with mold, but I think we're going to have to do that in the next segment. So, All right, sounds uh, good. If you want more information on this, homemedicusa.com. I think we're going to dispense with Master of Your Mansion because it would have to be a moldy mansion, <laughs> Heidi. No, you know I always counter you, so it would have to be a mold-free mansion. <laughs> okay. We couldn't have any of the stachybotrys. Uh, I would probably want to make you choose the kind of mold that's in your mansion and that would just be evil so and i don't yeah i don't know enough about each of those so maybe a mold resistant every uh, every a mansion with every material being mold resistant we're going to talk about the medical issues and then we're going to talk about how to make your mansion mold resistant Woo-hoo. and that will be in one of the next podcasts so as always be yourself heidi and me all right everybody else is taken This is Julie and McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. I have seen this essential oil that we're talking about come to the rescue many times, Julie. It's our respiratory blend. It helps in maintaining clear airways and breathing and also supports overall respiratory health. What else is it, Jules? I love it. And it's actually Gar's favorite oil. He actually puts it in his CPAP machine. Keeps us married. If you'd like to know more about that, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.